Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast, Wellness and Women. My name is Holly O'Lair. I have over 20 years experience in the health and wellness industry, a degree in exercise science, along with several certifications in the field. I have a huge passion for leading, coaching, and helping people feel and be successful. And let me tell you, having my own podcast has been a dream of mine for a while, and I'm so excited to bring it to you. The podcast is going to be all about the seasons of wellness that women go through in their lives when they're working through their marriage, children, moving, health challenges, career changes, and more. And I plan to have some guest hosts on, and they're going to vary from stay-at-home moms, working moms, women entrepreneurs, and so many more. My dream for this podcast is for you to learn a little, laugh a little, and live a lot. Now, let's get to today's episode. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Wellness and Women. I am Holly, and today I am going to have a guest host. And my guest host, I have known for probably close to 10 years. Her and I used to work together for Anytime Fitness. She is still with Anytime Fitness managing the club and doing a phenomenal job, I must say. And I wanted to have Sally as a guest host today because... Not only is she a leader in the fitness industry, but she's also a busy mom of two young boys and a wife and manages to work full time. And when we're not in quarantine, her boys are very busy in their sports. Um, But yet throughout all of this, she's been able to stay healthy and live that lifestyle. Um, So I wanted to bring her on so we can learn a little bit more about her and she can share some tips with us women who are in the same boat as her. So everyone, welcome Sally. Hi, Holly. (laughs) It's so nice to have you on here. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, well, thank you for inviting me. This is really cool. I've never done this before. I know. Well, you're, I'm using you as my guinea pig. So you're my first (laughs) guest host. So yeah. I know. If we mess it up, it's okay, because I can always cut anything out. (laughs) So first, I um, gave our our listeners a little bit of uh, background on you and kind of how I know you, but I just wanted to give you a chance to to introduce yourself to the audience and give them some of your bio and your background and anything else you'd like to share. Okay. Well, I think um, you probably told them I'm a busy mom and just like all the other moms, I don't know a mom who's not busy. So True. Um, I have been in the fitness industry since I graduated college a long, long time ago, about, <laughs> about almost 25 years ago. Um, I have been a personal trainer or a director of fitness or a gym manager Um and sometimes multiple um, hats during all of that um, over the last 25 years. So, wow, I've I've been in the industry. I've seen the struggles. I've experienced the struggles. Um, I get it. Yeah. And when I was reading through some of your your bio and your resume, I was so impressed. I thought, oh my goodness, like I had no idea about some <laughs> of the things you've done in your past. And um, 
you're busy too, because you said you live on, on 10 acres of uh, like a family compound type thing. Yeah. So my husband's grandparents um, had 10 acres and now it's now split up over five houses, but um, we have most of it. And my mother-in-law's getting older and I've got an aunt and an uncle who um, have separate homes who are widowed and widowered. Um, and then his brother lives behind us. So we're always outside taking care of everything and helping the, helping the family out. That's so nice, especially now when, you know, you can't really go out much. At least you're all still close with them that you can go take care of them and check in on them. Right. And it works for us too. You know, we go out and we pick up an extra gallon of milk and drop it off. But when my husband doesn't have the tool to fix X, Y, Z, he just runs up to see, you know, his uncle and guess what? He's got it. So (laughs) it it works both ways. That's so nice. I love that. Okay. So, um, first question is, uh, and I kind of like to, I want to start off all of my podcasts with a silly question or two, just so we can kind of, uh, give the audience something fun to start with. So first question is what is your favorite junk food? Oh, um, milk chocolate, anything. (laughs) Mm. I, I know chocolate can be good for us. The milk chocolate's not so good, but Milk chocolate, anything. I'm a Hershey girl, but I also like our locals like um, Philadelphia and Daffins and James oh, yeah. Candies. I'm not a I'm not a snob. <laughs> You'll <laughs> take any milk chocolate. Not a there milk is. chocolate snob. No. <laughs> That's funny because when I was um, testing out this podcast app, I was asking my son some questions, and I said, "What's your favorite junk food?" And that's what he said, too. He's like, probably Hershey's milk chocolate. And that surprised me. I didn't (laughs) think he'd say that, but good choice. Okay. And then one more silly question might make you think a little bit. If you could do a workout with one person living or dead, who would it be? My silly answer to that is anybody who wants to plan it because (laughs) I started planning my own workouts. Um, But but the real answer to that would be... um, Moira Marathu, she's the founder of the Stop Pilates, and I just, she amazes me. Oh, no way. (laughs) I think she could analyze what I need and make sure I'm getting it, all the intricacies, and and hopefully I could learn a little bit from her as well during, during the workout. Now, not to sound ignorant or anything, because I haven't heard of her. Is she still living? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, does she, like, still do um, videos or DVDs or streaming or anything like that? Um, you know, I haven't seen anything of hers lately. I have some old VHS tapes of hers. Nice. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, And it's usually somebody else in the videos that I've seen now. And I don't have much, um, of my Pilates equipment left. Not all of it made the the trip from Vegas to here. And I'm starting to want to get some more of that in the, in the basement. Yeah, that's awesome. I'd love to do more of that. Speaking of VHS, my husband and I are cleaning out our basement and he had like five bins of keepsakes that he got from his mom. And some of them were a whole bin was VHS tapes. Some were already ruined, um, but others were not. So we were going to try and play them. And it was of him playing basketball and stuff back in the day. And we both thought, oh my God, we don't even have a tape like a VHS player. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) We have one and it's on the fritz and it's about to go. And, uh, do they even still make them? I don't, I would assume that they do because you can still get them all converted. So they'd have to be, 
I just think they're harder to find. Yeah. Those rare finds. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So um, first question, I guess, about uh, when did you find yourself becoming interested in fitness? Was it something that you came upon, you know, later on or something you knew about early on? <clears throat> well, no, this was early on. So my senior year of high school, um, I was a cheerleader. I was a flyer and a base and I oh, was wow. running track as a hurdler. I, I, all of those things twist your back um, in case you aren't aware. Um, and one day I hurt my back, my senior year of high school, I was out for quite some time with a back injury and through um, physical therapy and whatnot, I thought I wanted to go that track. So, you know, I went to Slippery Rock and I was in the pre-PT phase. And then I found exercise science and getting the the befores. So the prehabbing, just if I could save anybody the pain and the agony and the whatevers, that's, that's what I wanted to do. So somewhere right in the beginning, I knew it, you know, graduating high school, but I probably, I don't know, maybe after a year of college, did I figure out that I wanted to be on the, on the pre end. Yeah. That's so cool that you say it like prehab, because that's really what it is, is getting people started off right Yep, from the beginning, if you can. You know, sometimes it's too late where we're already working with clients that are dealing with injuries. But um, to be able to teach them the foundations of fitness and how to do it right and how to have proper form, that's so key. Because, you know, so many people just jump right into it. and Oh, I'm still guilty and... of it. <laughs> and I yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So you went for exercise science, which I kind of knew about, but I like the, that story behind it. Um, So you kind of alluded to this a little bit, but um, maybe more in your adult life. So what hurdles have you personally faced with your wellness and being fit and how did you overcome that? Well, so the back exercises and I need to do my core exercises. If I don't at the very minimum do my core exercises, I am laid up. And it doesn't matter if I go outside and I haul trees around the the property here or if I lay mm-hmm. on the couch, my back hurts just as bad if I don't do those core exercises. So that that for me has been absolute key. And actually uh, ended up postponing. I had surgery 18 years after my first back injury. So keeping oh. all of that um, core strong. And honestly, when I was pregnant, I thought it would be the worst. So I was on top of it the most. And that was the be- best my back ever felt. Oh, really? It really does pay <laughs> to do your stuff that you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so how often do you do those exercises? Is it like a daily thing? Well, I, I want for it to be daily, but you know how things happen. So oh, yeah. every other day, if it doesn't happen the day before, they have to get done the next day or it just doesn't happen. Yeah. And what are some of the few exercises that you really like to do for your core? You know, if I just hit some planks and some dead bugs, um, that's usually enough. And then some movement, everybody does the the cat cow yoga pose, those kinds. Oh, yeah. Um, just to keep it loose. And then I try to throw something twisting on there, whether it's sitting on the ball um, and just rotational stuff, just to keep those discs lubricated and moving and and that kind of thing. Yeah. I love the cat cow. Oh my gosh. Just the motion through the back. It feels so good. Um, so you said the dead bug. I, I think I know what that is, but explain to the listeners what the dead bug is. So if you are um, lying on your back and you bring your knees up over your hips with your legs, absolutely 
well, they should be anyway, <laughs> um, parallel to the ground. So your shins would be parallel to the ground, creating some 90 degree angles and your arms straight up. So they're with a 90 degree angle um, with your shoulders and then just dropping one limb at a time or alternating them or pairing them and just moving all of those things so that your core's got to stay steady while you move the rest of that. That's more of that, the Pilates background okay. coming through for that. Yeah. I haven't done that one for a while. I've been trying to increase my core exercises also. I'll have to incorporate that one again. Cause you know, you get bored <laughs> after doing them, you know, so, so many times and it's, it's good to keep it, um, keep a variety in your routine. Um, so, you know, you talked a little bit about some hurdles you've faced along those same lines. What do you think is the most common reason for people failing or giving up? And what, what advice would you give them for that? Uh, you know, I think people just quit before they see the results. You know, they think that it's going to happen right away and they get disappointed or frustrated that it's not happening. Um, when, if they would just do a little bit, you know, plan on doing something more than a goal, you know, have a goal be to work out, um, your arms three days a week or to do cardio for 10 minutes for five days of the week, as opposed to losing two pounds or whatever, um, Mm -hmm. setting goals like that, that will see the change slowly. You know, you probably didn't, or most people probably don't, um, get where they don't want to be overnight. So you're not going to get right. where you want to be overnight either. It's a process. So I would say just keep doing it and plan it out. And when you need help, ask for it. That's what I do at the gym. You know, I, I'm there for anybody who wants to, to pick my brain. And a lot of people don't realize that you don't necessarily have to have a trainer. You can just get a little bit of input. And then if you do some training, that's going to get you there faster and uh, more efficiently. But that's generally what yeah. the people who are at your gym or your friends who are in the business are, are there for. That's what we like to do. Yeah. That's a good point. Just having that conversation with them, you know, you don't, like you said, you don't have to pay all this money and hire this trainer just to get some advice, just have a conversation with them mm-hmm. and they can uh, help you with one or two tips that just might help push you through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that too, it's whenever people don't have those instant results, they don't have the patience to see it through and to trust the process. It's, it's definitely not something that's going to happen overnight. It's a lifelong journey. Absolutely. Yeah. So then um, say that somebody did fail, you know, in their minds and they gave up and they're starting to think that they are, you know, months, years, whatever, down the road, or wanting to give it another go, what advice would you give them for wanting to start for the first time or start again? You know, schedule it. And if it's, if it's important to you, put it on the calendar and then never take it off. If you have to reschedule it, if you have to move it, if you have to do something, you know, treat it as any other important appointment. It's an appointment with you. Um, So you need to take care of you so that you can take care of other things. Um, so just, that's a yeah, good idea. Put it, put it on the calendar and be true to you. Yeah. I love that because if you put, you know, pen to paper and you write it down on your calendar or your planner, a notebook, whatever it might be, then it just sinks in with the brain and you have it planned out and it's not just, Oh, I'm good. I'm going to try. I think I might be able to work out, but no, you wrote it down. And like you said, I love that where, 
you have an appointment with yourself. Don't cancel. Yeah, you reschedule it, move it if you have to. Then hopefully that creates a habit. It'll be like a shower. If you don't get a shower yesterday, of course you're going to get a shower tomorrow. Or you're not going to wait till next week to start to fresh to get a shower. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or you could be like my son who I asked him this morning, um, when was the last time you showered? He's like, um, I think five days ago. <laughs> I was like, get your butt up into that shower. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. So, um, you and I both being in the fitness industry, um, having the history of that, I'm sure we have many of these, but can you just tell me what's a common myth about fitness that you'd like to dispel? That calories in exactly equals calories out. There are Mm -hmm. so it's, so many things involved in that. It's more like an algebraic equation than a simple equation. You know, your gut is your second brain. And I'm not talking about the gut that hangs over. I'm talking about what's inside the thing that hangs over. <laughs> uh, it's a roadmap and things can be blocked. There can be traffic. There can be other things going on, uh, potholes and whatever. So you need to you know, find your map and figure out what your speed is, what your level is, what everything is to make it work for you, but everybody assumes, well, if I burn this many calories a day and I eat this many calories, I should be losing. Well, that That's helpful and that's true, but there's so many things that can affect that number. Um, I think that's where a lot of people get frustrated. Yeah, absolutely. There's, it's such a bigger picture and um, I've been trying to, to coach that with some ladies that I've been working with for weight loss that it also deals with your stress and it deals with how much sleep you're getting and how your body reacts to certain foods. So that's a very good point there, not to just be one-minded about that. Yeah. Um, so like you said earlier, whenever somebody might get stuck, stuck in a rut or something, um, it's, it's a, awesome idea to find somebody to talk to about it just to get some advice. So for you, are there any mentors or resources that have really helped you on your journey? Well, I'm lucky in the fact that this wellness world is, is my world. So my peers have a lot of um, help for that. So people like you that I've worked with and different things like that, I can, you know, ask questions of or talk of, but I do, I listen to podcasts there's some really good ones out there. Um, I had a, a physician who I went in for something and she actually was looking at some numbers and started asking me questions unrelated to what I went in for. And we found out that I, I do have a slow thyroid. Other doctors had dismissed me. And when I'm saying, I don't understand, you know, I'm a trainer, I've got nutrition background. I shouldn't be like, Oh, you're just getting older. Your metabolism is slowing. So that was key to find her. Um, and mm-hmm. then I've had bosses that were just like, I hired you for this job, not because of what you know, but what you are willing to know and willing to learn and do. So finding people like that are key and they can, they can change your life. Yeah, absolutely. To be on that continuous journey of learning, because as you know, in fitness, um, things are changing all the time. The, the main concepts never never change. But, um, you know, there's so many different aspects that pop up in fitness that you have to continually learn. Um, oh, so that leads me into my next question. So how do you continue to learn in order to stay on top of things within your role 
as a fitness well, leader. We've got to stay with the social for the trends to see what's coming, but everybody isn't mm-hmm. an expert. So you really need to rely on um, your continuing ed credits, you know, through your nationally recognized sources, whether it be, you know, ACE Fitness or ACSM or all the other acronym letters that are out there. Um, you want to make sure that you're getting the stuff from the right sources, not just somebody who claims something because it worked for them or their uh, best friend, Joe Bob. <laughs> That's so true. You know, and, and kudos to people that that do exercise a lot and are able to maintain their health and fitness, but that doesn't make them an expert on what you need, you know, what an individual needs. So definitely if if you're looking for for answers try not to just go to somebody who has had results for themselves, but go to somebody who is a leader in fitness and has those credentials to back them up and has had the education and and learns how to decipher what else is out there to find out if it's right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so obviously, you know, you and I were talking before the podcast that we're both kind of hunkered down in our basements right now, hoping that we don't get interruptions (laughs) from our kids and our husbands (laughs) where, you know, maybe if we weren't quarantined, this wouldn't be the case and we would be home alone or have a little bit of alone time, but we are quarantined. So in these challenging times that we're in, what advice would you give someone to help them through it whenever it comes to their health and overall well-being uh, yes just moving whether you know getting up off the couch getting up off your work chair um, and moving moving your body instead of you know taking the shortcut take the long way around to do something just to get more movement and move your body different ways and when you can move outside move outside so we're getting the fresh air and the sunlight and all of the all of the stuff mm-hmm. like that and it takes some yeah. extra time. If you're um, doing the dishes, maybe take the time to organize the cupboard when you put them back in. You know, take advantage of some of this time that we have um, instead of seeing it as a, a curse. You know, use it as a little bit of a um, of a blessing and time to organize or change something that you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good advice. I know I myself have been trying to get as much vitamin D as I can. So when that sun's out, I'm outside. You know, whether I'm taking the dog for a walk or, oh my gosh, redoing our landscaping like we did a couple weeks ago. But yeah, being in that fresh air and vitamin D is um, so important just to clear your mind. Yeah. Um, So what other fun things do you do for self-care? Well, I also double in um, essential oils. So I use a lot of those and to treat myself and do detox soaks and face masks and cleansing and um, all of that kind of stuff. And trying to spend more time with my kids and husband and honestly, like yard work. I think because in the fitness world, results take so long. I think yard work can be oddly satisfying because it's, we see the results. Even if it's just mowing, yeah. oh, it looks beautiful all of a sudden. Or, you know, if you get the grapevines out of that tree that's overgrown, it looks beautiful right away. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind so of true. Oddly um, satisfying for me right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually working a little bit too hard <laughs> because I think I need that something because I'm missing being with all of the the people and the clients and the gym members and all that stuff right now. Yeah. Pretty soon you might start talking to those branches (laughs) and those, um, those blades of grass. 
Oh my goodness. Um, so you said you dabble in essential oils. What would, what's like one or two of your favorites and what are the benefits of them? Well, there's a blend that we have, it's called, um, slim and sassy. Um, and it's got all the things in there to help support your metabolism. And it adds a little bit of flavor. You can, um, put it in some water and drink it. So it changes up. Sometimes you do get bored with water. Um, or if you're somewhere where mm-hmm. the water doesn't taste like the water that you're used to from your home, it, it takes away the taste. So it, it adds a little bit of flavor kind of thing. And it's going to give you some benefits and, and things like that. Um, that's one of my favorites. And then we've got one deep blue, which is what I use. Um, it's on the lines of like a bio freeze or a Bengay kind of thing. You put it on oh, those yeah. sore, achy muscles and, and feel better. <laughs> Oh, I love that stuff. It's awesome. And I, I think I still have um, some lavender that I got off of you. And um, I, I love that. I think I can't you use it for spraying it for like spiders or something? Yeah, well, that's usually um, like a peppermint. But yeah, lavender, it's the jackknife of, of the oils. It can be used for so many things. And it's so handy. So anything that needs to be calmer, go for it. So if the- <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I have, I got the lemon from you too. I use that in my water. I love that. So refreshing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay. So is there anything else that I should have asked you during the podcast, but I didn't? I can't think of anything or anything that I'd want to answer anyway. (laughs) Okay. All right, cool. Um, So if any of you listeners ever want to go visit Sally, she, and I mentioned this in in the intro, um, but she is the manager at the Anytime Fitness in Newcastle, in Neshanik, and that's Pennsylvania, in case anybody is listening outside of PA. Um, But that is where she works, so you can always stop in and see her there or... um, follow what she does on uh the anytime fitness facebook page and is it anytime fitness newcastle anytime fitness newcastle pa and it's very long but there are a couple of different newcastle anytime fitnesses so we had to get it okay okay awesome all right well thank you so much sally this was fun and thank you for being my sure anytime this was fun thanks (laughs) for having me (laughs) Absolutely. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Okay. So one more note for my listeners, Sally and I were talking about the essential oils that she likes to do self-care with. And we mentioned a couple of our favorites. I wanted to let you know, if you wanted to learn more about her essential oils, you can request to be in her private Facebook group. It's called Essentially Sally. And she said there's a couple questions that you need to answer for approval to be added. Um, And then you would say my name that you heard about it from me, Holly, uh, to be accepted into the group. So there you go.